Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. tuning in with us tonight. Um, we have a very exciting show scheduled for tonight, a very, um, wow, um, I guess I don't quite know the words to put to this show, but so we'll let you decide on what this is for you and as it relates to where you are in your life um, in the topic of in relation to love. So tonight's topic is, is it really love? And before moving into the details of the show, I do want to just go over our housekeeping things. Uh, as a reminder, our chat line is open for those of you who are choosing to listen online with us. Do remember that you can submit your questions or comments, and I am monitoring, monitoring the chat consistently, and we will post your uh, questions and comments as they come in. For those of you who are online with us, remember you do have to select the number one that tells me here that you have a question or a comment for us and want to join us in queue. I will identify your call by providing you the area code of the number you're calling from and the last four digits of that number as well, so area code and the last four digits. want to remind you all of the trash can concept. Please do continue to move your trash cans in order to promote change. Um, this also, for our new listeners, this allows you to familiarize yourself with just how often or how much our mind keeps up with those insignificant things, even those things that seem insignificant. Our mind does keep record of that. So do continue to move your trash cans and monitor how often you return back to its old location. That's just a butterfly evolution uh, thing that we've adapted here, and we ask all of our listeners to participate in that. Um, it's always good to hear from those, and we've not had a person call in and share their aha moment about this. So if you're one and you have recently decided to do this, please do share your experiences, even with your children. Hopefully, hopefully you are allowing your children to take part in this exercise as well, because the sooner we can get our children, our young people to start thinking differently, this will be the avenue that he or she needs for change, to incorporate change in his or her life. And if you remember, if you sow a thought, our thoughts create actions, our action creates ha create habits, and our habit uh, create character, and from there your destiny uh, is set forth. So so a thought, you reap an action. So an action, you reap a habit. So a habit, you reach character. And from there, your future, your destiny, whatever you want to call it there. So continue to do this and have your children take part in this as well. 
Tonight's topic, again, is, is it really love? I want to read, for those of you who do not have Facebook, and we have quite a number of you that listen in, and you are not able to see the description of the show, I do want to read that description tonight, as I sometimes often do, not always, but I do want to get this one out uh, before we get into tonight's topic. Again, is it really love? And the description for the show reads as this. Would it be true to say that everyone has a desire to be loved, but few are capable of loving and fewer know what love really is? Psychology portrays love as a cognitive phenomenon with a social cause. In the book of psychology, love is said to have three components, intimacy, commitment, and passion. Also, in an ancient proverb, love is defined as a high form of tolerance. Want to go a bit deeper? Um, is is it really love? We want to take it a bit deeper and say, what is love? Why are so many people incapable of loving and receiving love? So I asked, as you prepare for the show, take time to focus on the following. The first and greatest commandment is. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And keep in mind, that's the first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. The second greatest commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments, which I feel is very important. Remember, first and second, and then all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Um, This is a quote I found. The best way to love is to love like you have never been hurt. Is it really love? Why or why not? And this is a question that I hope by the end of this show that each and every one of us who needs to will ask themselves this question. Is it really love? Was it ever really love? Has it ever been really love? Uh, what is love? What is love for you? So because all the law, and this is the word, all the law and the prophets hang on these two, the first and second greatest commandments, all the law and the prophets hang on these, where are we and could all? where does all these things that are taking place in the world, how does love or the lack of real love, true love, unconditional love, fit into our lives today. With the divorce rate being as high as it is, and I didn't check the stats, but but certainly we would all agree that over 50%, over half of the marriages that take place, all based out of love for the most part, we will assume that each marriage that takes place, these are two people for the most part who says, I love this person, I am choosing to marry this person, Choosing, we say the vows, we go through the process, we have the kids, we buy the homes, we purchase the cars, we get up in the same bed, we go, to, we come back home and get back in the same bed. But is it really love? And again, based on statistics, based on what you see in your surroundings, based on what you saw from a child growing up, um, Based on now, some of you may have been divorced, some of you may be going through something right now and asking, is it love? Was it ever really love? Do I really know what love is? Um, 
And again, let's get back to society. Let's look at society for just a second here. And I'm going to ask a question, and, and I want you guys to get in on this. If if it's really love, would we be where we are today as it relates to the divorce rate? Would you be where you are today, wherever that is, if it was really love or if it is really love? And, again, what is love? So let's look at And If you want to answer those questions now, you certainly can, but I want to go a bit deeper and for, remember, those of you who are listening by way of chat, you can send your questions or comments there as well. Um, what I feel, this is my opinion, we have seriously, significantly lost um, the meaning, the, the depth of love. We are looking for love, I feel, again, my personal opinion, to be this um, this exciting feeling constantly that keeps us on this high where the person has to be exactly like we are, say exactly what we want them to say, when we want them to say it, and do exactly what we want them to do when we want them to do it. But when you think about unconditional love, is that really unconditional love, wanting someone to be exactly as you are, wanting to change and make you feel exactly how you need to feel if everything is about you, is that love, is that what God has, given to us? Is that what God's grace and mercy is? Um, is that God's love? Are we loving that person in a godly fashion, in a godly manner, the way that God describes love? And let's look at that. Well, most of you probably know it right right off bat, but love is patient. Love is kind. Love, love does not boast. Love is not en- envious. So where are we? Think about your life today. If Are you loving that way? Have you loved that way? Have you received love that way? And if so, were you able to receive it? Because I think so many of us have lost touch with just the basic concept of that true, genuine love, and it goes back to that first and greatest commandment, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So many of us, I think, have missed that mark, which leads us to a feeling of lack of self-worth. We don't know who we are. We feel empty because, again, that is God is our creator. God is our source. And if we're missing that very first component, our very first true love, the first and greatest commandment, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, if it doesn't start there, then everything else is going to be off. It's like a house. If you don't lay that foundation, everything else is going to be off. Will it continuously and always be off? Perhaps not. Will you sometimes feel that joy because you've replaced that feeling of emptiness that usually sets up when one is not really operating in or having a relationship with God? What that allows is emptiness to set forth. Now, this is this is just that piece alone. This is not including all the things that we just talked about that this world shows us about marriage and love. Um, and it doesn't have to be really about marriage. You can think of family members. Where is the love in family members? You have mothers against daughters, fathers against sons, sisters against sisters. So when you think about even the, the perception of family love, and we see what we see going on today, how 
how much faith do you think one really can have in love? How much faith do we really have? And remember, sow a thought, reap an action. So if our thought about love is already defeated based on, number one, we've not learned to really love God and really allow God to show how much he loves us, although God has shown us that. Remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So how much more, although he does, but have we really grasped that? Have we really sat down and tried to understand that love? Because, again, that is the foundation. That is the foundation. So let's start there, but take into account, if you've not gotten that far, if you don't know, and if you're putting into that as well what you see, in this world, and your own personal experience with love. Where does that leave your thoughts on love? And if you be honest with yourself, for me, very, very little um, faith, I can say at one time, in love. Does it really work? Is it really worth it? Because it seems that the people that, I remember thinking, how can two people that, marry for the sake of love, then turn around because and say that we've fallen out of love. You go through all this, this, this putting together this fancy day, spending all this, this, this money, um, having the best day of your life, so you say. And some people, not a year later, they are out of love just that quickly. Some people, it takes years to really figure out, I'm just really not happy. Because unless it's that true, unconditional love, it may be, you may receive some gratification here and there, some happiness here and there, but it's not going, it typically does not produce in your life what unconditional love produces. Instead, it's, it allows one to begin, as I said earlier, to feel empty. And what we do from there is we replace the emptiness with anger, with money, cars, sex, buying things. Prime example, and we've discussed this on the show, look at our so-called uh, media, our famous people. They have everything in the world. And most of them have had so-called love several times over. In addition to all the money they have, being able to go and come at any time, being able to buy anything they want to buy. All these things does not successfully and thoroughly replace. They cannot replace what we long for, what I feel personally that each and every one of us long for, to have someone love us unconditionally with that real love. It can't replace it. That's why we see all these people, the, the famous people, so we say, in the spotlight, in the news, in the media, married today, divorced tomorrow, married next month and divorced again because money can't, cannot replace those things, those, that love. People can't either. We even sometimes try to continue. We just move from one person to the next, one person to the next. And all that does is continue to build up that emptiness, especially that anger, 
and sometimes it'll look at the number of people that are on, as we discussed sometime on another show. People take pills to, to get up, and they take pills to go to sleep. They take pills to to make it through the day. And then they have to take them to settle down because there's so much going on in their head. Some of these people are married. Some of them are doing this because they long for that love. So my my desire tonight is to not necessarily make you think about the love that you are sharing or trying to share or looking for from someone else, but where it all begins, and that's your relationship with God. We have to stop, make time, take time, first of all, to be able to really understand the love that God has for us, has, had, will have, ever-ending that he has for us. Again, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So it starts there. And if you don't understand that part of it, the battle is true, is really lost. And many people don't want to, to, they don't even focus on, many people disagree. Many people think that we can just go through this life, we can create our own life, we can, we can find true love, we can last, it can, exi- it can exist, then I ask you to really look around you, within your own family, within, within your own community, and tell me, how many people do you really see making it happen who are really experiencing that true, unconditional love by choice, who's celebrating each other instead of tolerating each other? How many? I'm going to check the chat line. And for those of you who are listening with us online, please um, select the number one and come in and and share your comments or ask your questions about tonight's topic. We've had a good number of shows on relationships. And I remember thinking, why am I being contacted by so many people about relationships? This is not a relationship show, and I don't want it to ever become one. But then... God started to deal with me and and just help me to realize that although it's not, it is a huge part of everyone's life. Again, because everyone, everyone, I feel, at one point in time, if you're not there, you desire or you have desired the true unconditional love, not just from a significant other, a relationship aspect. Women, we've longed for it from our fathers, our uncles, our brothers, Men have longed for it from fathers, mothers, sisters. We're missing the mark here. So this is not just about your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, or your wife. Because we don't have that connection when it comes to love, even within our family. There's so much disconnect. And if it all starts and ends with love, then no no wonder we're where we are today with what's going on in our world today. Okay. We're going to move right along. Um, I don't want to miss anything here. Uh, let's see here. 
Okay, I want to read a quote to you. Give me just a second here. Okay, here it is. This is a quote that I, this is a C. Joy Bell C. quote. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. But very, he, he speaks a lot on or quotes a lot about love. And I want to read this to you. I have learned that you can go and do anything you want to do and buy all the things that you want to buy and meet all the people that you want to meet and learn all the things that you desire to learn. But if you and, but if you have all these things but have never been truly madly in love, you still have not begun to live life. And I read that. Actually, a friend shared it with me. Um, and I thought, that is so true because, again, love is our foundation. And many of us are still looking to be loved from from the, from the from childhood. We have so many things. I was reading an article that talked about how even as a child, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, you, you're being the good little boy, the good little girl. Everybody is upbeat. Um, they're happy with you. But as soon as you do something that they don't like or they feel that's out of uh, context or, or not the time, appropriate time for you to do or ask these things, then then the love seems to not be there. And so what, what a child does is grow up thinking, and we as adults as well, that we have to give something in order to receive something. And it, as it relates to the relationship side of love, for our adults, you all know what, what most of us end up giving, what we've been trying to give. We've replaced that love with sex, which has caused a problem. We do have a couple of callers. I'm going to... Stop there, and I'll come back to that. Uh, and remember, I'm going to pull you in by giving the area code that you're calling from in the last four digits. We have a caller from 678, last digits 9759. Caller, you're on the air with us. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Hello. Hello. I'm good. My name is Bo. Hi, Bo, how are you? And I'm fine, I'm fine. How are you doing today? I'm good. First time caller. Okay. Yes, ma'am, it is. And I learned of your show through your cousin, uh, Latasha. Well, good. I'm glad to have you. Okay. And I just want to ask a question tonight. Okay. Okay. I just want to know, how come women say that they love you and you're in a good relationship but they compare you to so many others that they've been with or have been their significant other in the past, and then they start to treat you like the person that they were with treated them. Okay, so why do they, number one, hold? the first question was, why do they hold on to the past, basically? Why do they, uh, you're in a good relationship, going well, seemingly, but they've really not gotten over the, their past relationship? Right, and they start to compare you to the past relationship that, they're, that they were in. Oh, wow. I can say for me, and, and, I, and I do think a great number of women do this, although men do it as well, but, but we're going to stick on women for now because – my personal opinion goes back to we we are so broken, and women 
men don't understand the marks that they leave on their wives, their girlfriends, their sisters, uh, their cousins, their women who are their cousins. Your a man can can make or break a woman. They do if we allow them. You have right. a woman deal with those issues. Number one, I think they move too quickly from number one to number two. They don't allow themselves time to heal. Second thing, I don't think that they really deal with the relationship, the previous relationship. For the most part, I, I feel like, I know when I was going through it and could not seem to let go, it was because for the most part, I knew that I did not, I was just as, as, as wrong or played just a part in the breakup as he did. And when you when you really, you feel incomplete, you feel like, well, maybe this would have worked had I did this. But what I think we do is we hold back on the relationship because we feel it's not going to work anyway. We don't completely love you unconditionally. Because if we did, and we know this, we're afraid to really let go and love you because we don't want to be hurt. And we feel like if I just hold on to a little bit of, of me, if I don't give him everything, we're waiting on the appropriate time to give you everything. Well, the appropriate time never seems to really come because I'm holding back. The man realizes that I'm holding back, and he he may portray that as um, not really holding back. She's just not that interested, interested, rather than just being candidly honest and saying, look, these are my hurts, These are my this is my past, this is my fear, um, so that when I start to act out or when I say something, that you know I don't really mean, you understand my hurt, you understand my pain, you understand my past, and you can respond. And hopefully you guys can get over from there. But I feel that they don't really deal with the issue and they move on too quickly. Um, And they're expecting it not to work. Because, again, what does society tell us? That it won't work. All around us, love. I remember my son coming to me um, in the 11th, 12th grade, I believe, and he had the same girlfriend for a very long time. And adults would say, oh, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. You just, as soon as you go to college, it's, it's going to be over. And he said, Mom, why does everybody expect us to fail? And they, it seems like they want us to fail. And I truly believe that, that he heard that so much until it started to, he just, he owned it, that it's not going to work once I go off college and and really it should be just the opposite we should be teaching our kids to 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 have long lasting meaningful meaningful relationships but what do we tell them today no you need to date a lot so you can see what you want that confuses you you sh- you should right. find out who you are so that you know what you want and and what you don't want and you don't have to go and try 50 people to to understand that because right. that's just going to leave marks on you and I think that's what a lot of people have done. They've had so many choices. You know, if you drove, you know, driven every kind of car there is, you're never really going to be satisfied with any one of them because you're going to be comparing them all to to all the others. Right. And then you know so, that's my that's my, that's that's my main focus. You know what I mean? Because you know I w- I want to be treated like my my own self. I want to be regarded for the person that I am and not for the person that the other person was. You know, and I totally understand everything that you're saying, and you truly helped me in uh, this, this 
this conversation about that. Um, however, um, I, I live in Atlanta, so it's kind of hard to get people to see, you know, exactly what you're saying when you got so many independent people here. You know, it's basically most everybody is striving to really get their own business established. So you have a lot of well-to-do women. You have a lot of women that are uh, what they call so-called that that women live right for whatever you call it. Like they're just like independent women or whatever. So it's kind of hard when you're a guy coming across and you're like, hey, I want to be judged for the person that I am and not for the past that you've had, you know. So I understand totally what you're saying, and you really helped me, though. I say just make sure that you continue to be who you are and don't don't give in to, I understand the women's live, the independency. We actually did a show on are women too independent, and I think so in some ways. I think it has really helped to break down the the divine order and structure of relationship and marriage and how it should be um, because it's, it's okay to be independent, but you still have to allow order to take place. Um, right. And, again, just, I just don't think people have the faith that we need to have in love. They just don't have it. They are, they're expecting it to go sour and they're expecting um, the person has to be exactly like them and everything's going to always be perfect, and and it's not going to be. You just have to stand stand on your choice, meaning whomever you choose to love, that's who you need to work on loving. But so often we put so much work prior to the loving until once the love takes place, we're we're pretty much done. We think that it's over, but that's when it starts. When you truly are in that relationship and have a have made a commitment, that's when you start doing all these things together. But we right. we start doing many things before really really getting to know the person and understanding. So again, as I said, when they when this person acts out and says something that you think why is she saying that to me or why is he saying that to me or why is he shutting down or why is she shutting down, then you will understand and you will know what to do to make that person feel like, hey, I'm not that guy. I'm not that that woman. And I'm not going to walk away from this, but you have to you have to help me and help us if we're going to be in this together for the long haul. Communication. And people are not doing that. People are not coming in and coming clean. Right. They're holding it. Well, holding to. So I hope to answer the question. Um, you that's have. The best you really have. You, you really okay. have, and I thank you so very much. Okay. Thank you, and continue to call in. Thank you for being a first-time caller. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have a caller I'm pulling in from 617 with the last four digits of 6367. You're on the air with us. <laughs> Praise the Lord, sister. Hello, how are you? Hey, I'm doing I'm doing absolutely fantastic. I'm just enjoying enjoying listening and 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 enjoying your um, you know, what you do so well, you know, in bringing people together. You know to have these conversations, and um, I, I always feel um, 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 uh, I feel, feel privileged and honored to just be a, just to be a part of just being able to listen because um, you know it, it helps me in, in in my 
in my in, in my understanding because you know as a, as a as a as a as a Christian pastor um you know it, it's important for me to hear you know where where people are and 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 always you know be able to, to identify where we are or where where the challenges might be and and so so I'm just glad to be here and and, and I think I think this is a, a wonderful topic I think it's a one that I advocate sometimes more than more the people most other people don't want to hear me talk about because people love to hear to hear me talk about you know God's gonna beat you up and you know throw you down and God you know God is this mean nasty dude who you know is mean and does mean things and and that's not the God that I know at all. So I find myself preaching and teaching, thinking and talking and living love and trying to experience love and share love as, as um because I believe that that is the found foundation of for the ministry that that God has given me is 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 that Jesus Christ himself was was a man of love. And and I think sometimes as a person who has has not always been saved and and have been victim of um like like the brother, you know, who just the the previous caller, you know, was talking about, you know, like there's so many different people going through so many different thoughts and so many different perceptions and takes on it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, when you know when, when when you don't really know what to believe, you don't really know what you expect. You don't really know what the what the you know what you what you're getting because you know you and I could be be you know meet each other, you know, sister, um, you know, sister sister, sister Tammy, and 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 we look each other in the eye. And, and and with all the sincerity in my heart, I look at you and say I love you, and you say you love me, and man oh man, we could be so further from the truth, so further from being able to be in agreement, because one thing you said, we both said the same word, but we could mean two, we could mean completely different things. So like you know, the brother who's grown, grown up in the abusive home, where either there's verbal abuse or physical abuse or some kind of abuse. You know, he, he heard his mother or his father say, I love my mother or I love that woman, and then he see me punch her in the face and drag her down the hallway steps. And then all of a sudden you look at me who can come from a normalized or, say, a, another kind of family where, where love was, was, differently, was differently, differently defined, and all of a sudden you looked at me and said love, and then all of a sudden you said, why is this dude dragging me down the steps? I thought he loved me. But but so so I know from being a divorcee myself, um, and making that mistake myself, um, I did. I I found that I did. I, I was able to not make that mistake in this marriage that I've been in for twelve years, because I clearly understood the differences between the two, and I clearly made 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 a point to make sure that the my definition of love and my wife's definition of love, or the woman I was dating at that time. Um, that we that if we ever did say we loved each other, that we had a we had an agreement of what what the definition of love was, and so so you know and and if you look at the word love it, you know in its in its in its clinical sense that the word the, you know the word the love the word love is actually a Greek word that has three or actually four different definitions but three of them are, are the most most commonly thought of there is eros which is erotic or passionate love and sometimes. You know, if 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 me and you are liking each other like that, so you know, Sister Tammy, then I need to say I like you the way you look, and I like the way your body look, and I like the way you appeal to me in in a in a physical kind of way, because because I might not want to be your friend very long. I just might want to do the doggone thing. I mean, I just want to might want to be with you that way because the thing about it, if if I only love you that way, Sister Tammy, if something happened to you. 
and you were not able to look like you looked when we first met, then don't be surprised if I don't love you no more because I like the way you look and I was in I was in love with your physical presence. I wasn't in love with you as a person. Because the second kind of love was the it was it's called filio. And that Philadelphia love is the same word that comes from the word Philadelphia means friendship. Uh uh friendship and family and loyalty. You know what I mean? That kind of love. So and then of course the most the, the love that that we all I believe I believe that we all should strive for is is the, is the, is that one love that term that is the most enduring and the one that is most encompassing is the one called agape which which means an unconditional love you know like like a mother has for you know like a ch- mother has for his her children and a person has for somebody who they are connected to you know that that in spite of whatever happens the love that they have and the commitment they have to love one another is not based on a feeling it's based on a decision and a commitment and more importantly you know if we look at it from purely a christian standpoint and i pray you know and as a christian pastor you know Jesus Christ talked about love in many ways, but he, more importantly, he showed us what love was. He showed us that love was not just a, a statement when he said that, that I loved you, you know, God so loved the world, but then he also showed us what love would do when he died on the cross for us, when he was willing to go through pain and, and sacrifice, that he was willing to, you know, to, to, to subordinate all of his opulence as God and all of the all of the things that he could have and afford himself as God, he gave up all that to show us his love and that's what draws us to Jesus Christ, the person. You know, like like this guy loved you know, and he loved so much that he gave that he gave his life. So in the in the book of John it it says in a in a in the epistle of John, chapter four, verse eight, it says that God is love. He said, this commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And then it says, and that God is love. So if you look at that in its, in, in its, in its fundamental sense, Sister Tammy, that not only is God, God is love the noun, because God is love, but also God is a verb. It's an action word. He, we see how love would love, how would love, would limbs love would go, would limbs love, love would go, you know what things love would do when we look at the life of Jesus Christ. So, so, so sometimes we need to be go one step further when we talk about love, and let and, and maybe go one step further when if you say you love me and I say you love, let's let's ask God, let's let that brother who's who's on the line when he meets that new sister or that sister that he's with and say, sis, why don't we talk? If you love me, and you say you love me, and if I say I love you, let let's let's talk about let's define what that love means. Let's let's talk about it, you know. Let's, let's let you know. And then, of course, if you look at it from the from First Corinthians chapter thirteen, Tammy, it says love is kind. It says love is patient. You know, love 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 does not rejoice in, in iniquity, but rejo- love rejoices when the truth wins out. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. So love ain't really a feeling, Sister Tammy. Love is a, a decision. Like, 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 I'm sure there have been times where, where, where Brandon, you loved him because of everything that he did, you know, like when he got good grades or when he was doing great stuff. But then was times when Brandon got on your nerves and you and you wanted to hit him in his head. But, 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 but your decision to love him never changed. And that Brandon could mess up right now, uh, Sister Tammy, 
and and that would always be your son. He he could he could let you down right now, Tammy. You could get mad at him, but your love of him would never not change. You would be disappointed in him, but but he you would always love him with the kind of love that you would go out of your way even when he was wrong to be able to help him any way you could because that's what love will do. And that's the kind of love that we don't we 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 you know we don't we ain't discussing love, but we don't really look at love, and especially when we talk about being together in a real sense. And I'm talking about me, you know, people like me and you who talk about being together, and we use the word we love with one another. But so quickly, if something happens between us, and I'm not talking about you and I, but I'm talking about us who consider ourselves Christian and know Jesus, but in a drop of a hat, we will drop one another. In a drop of a hat, we will change our mind about loving one another, and that meant that we really didn't love one another from the beginning. That wasn't the kind of love that, 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 not, not the, that was not Christian love. That might be filial or eros, or maybe filial. We we weren't having sex, and we weren't attracted to one another. We might only had a friendly kind of acquaintance kind of relationship, and we called ourselves friends. But the reality of it is, if we are Christians and we say we love one another, we should be so we should we should we should fight for the relationship. You know, we should stand with one another, even when we disappoint one another. We should be able to even tell each other whatever we need to say to one another, but speak the truth in love. And, and, and that's, that's what's so missing. There's a couple that's of things I want to go I want, before you get too far in it. I want to go back on a few things you've said, um, and you've reiterated a couple of things that we kind of brought out at the beginning of the show. So that just kind of tells the audience that really the foundation starts with God. But you mentioned um, about being de- defining love and, and all of that. What I think, and I want to really put some emphasis on this: we are looking for love to define us or help to to define us, my opinion. And what we've missed is allowing God to define us, to, to, to be created, to be recreated, renewing our minds, to not be conformed. We've become so conformed and addicted to this world until we've taken God out of it, and we don't know who we are. We don't know who God is in us, to us, through us, and we don't know who we are. Through Christ, we we've just totally taken God out of the equation, and that's why I want to really get people to think about before you can think about a husband, a wife, a girlfriend, being a father, being a mother, a sister. You've got to understand that first commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Because if you can get that taken care of, if you can settle that, if you can come to grips with Loving God, and if you start to love God with your heart, soul, and mind, it won't, you won't be so easily. It won't be so easy to walk away from your from your wife or your husband. You won't be so. It won't be so easy to walk away from your sister or your brother or mm. your cousin. It just won't be so easy to do that because now you are walking. You you are renewed. You are you are becoming Christ-like, and as you continue to grow and become more Christ-like. You be, you love more. You want to love more. You want to live better. You want to do better, and you certainly want to love better. And, 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 and you know, the thing about it, Sister Tammy, is that we looked at, like for example, as a if you as a Christian sister and me as a Christian brother, if I if if we make a decision that we are, we not only going to we're going to respect one another, but we're going to love one another. That means that there's a commitment that transcends feeling and circumstance. That means that we 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 we're going to find every reason to stick together and stay together. And the love that you would have for me is similar to the same love like you would have for Brandon. 
the same love like you would have for someone. But that, but that's, a, but that kind of love that we're talking about, it can only be inspired through being a, a new created person in God. You can't do that in your in your flesh. A person who does not know God, a person who is not recreated. Through the, through the through via the Holy Spirit and through the transformation that comes through having a relationship with Christ, does not have the ability to love like we're talking about. It just it just not there. Okay. It's well, we have. Okay, I'm gonna bring um, I'm gonna bring Steve in with us as well. He has something he wants to share. Amen. 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 It, it, even in, in the book of Deuteronomy, how in Deuteronomy chapter 6, the Bible reads, and it says, um, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now, just think about that a minute. What do that look like for each individual Christian that, that there's been a commandment given, given by God that you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is the commandment God gives us as individuals. What do that really look like on a Christian of today? To love the, God, the, the, the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, our soul. What do that look like? And I think if we can ever really master that one, if we can ever ter- come to grips or come to terms to even what that looks like, it will make every other relationship in our lives flow a whole lot smoother. If we even look at it, look more intensely at the first four commandments of God, the first four commandments of God is our relationship according and, and, and correlating to Him, strictly with Him. Then the other six commandments, the other six says how we should be towards one another. I think what, what what has happened in the body of Christ, and I'm, I've been guilty, guilty of it also, that we have not fully mastered how to love God in such a way. We have an idea. We have an iota. We have a, a small smidgen of an understanding. But to really master the Lord thy God with our heart, mind, and soul, with all our strength, I mean, he that's the very first thing he says to do. And then he brings on three more commandments that kind of undergird that first commandment. Then after the four commandments, God very methodically brings down six more as to how we should treat one another. And I really think, Pastor Harris, and, and just listen to the audience, that we have not fully come to turn or grasp what that looks like Loving God and that 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 set that 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 ability to love God like that. Jesus says in the new, even in the New Testament, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Then sometimes we so easily break His commandments. Oh Lord, please forgive me. I've been guilty of it. I've even questioned my love for God numerous amount of times because of some of the mistakes I made. And saying we won't make mistakes, that's what grace comes for. But Jesus, don't, he don't give no gray area. He, he said it like this. Look, I'm paraphrasing. Look, bro, you love me, keep my commandments. And he just cut it off. And he don't add no anything to it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I think if, if we can ever, uh, if we can ever really tap into the love of the Lord 
your God with all your heart, with all your soul? What is my soul? How can I love the Lord with my soul? Then it says, it says my heart. Now, what is my heart? Then what is my soul? Then it, it, it says this, and with all your strength. That's the very first thing God said, straight out the gate, straight out the jump, love God this way. And then after he says that, he goes and adds this to verse 6. And these words which I command, this ain't, this ain't an option. Hear this. This ain't an option. <laughs> this ain't a gray area. He says, and, and, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. And, and, and he goes a little farther. He pushed the envelopes here and says, you shall teach them diligently to your children. How many of us missed that, skipped that, bypassed that, and jumped into something, jumped into a relationship? And I, and, and I, I want to go so as far as to say a lot of us are guilty of that. We are guilty of that. And it, 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 it's a very strong emphasis on the scriptures as to if you want to get it, thing, if you want to get it really right, start with the first commandment. Start with the first commandment. And I know for me, and it's just for me, I don't know about anybody else. I made a lot of mistakes and a lot of relationships. I thought I loved God, but excuse me, when we look more intensely at Scripture and what it really says. He said, if you really love me like you say you do, if you love me like you say, like your mouth say you do, let your actions speak louder than what you can say. Let it line up with my scripture. Stop making excuses to fornicate. Stop making excuses to cuss somebody out. Stop making excuses to treat your neighbor wrong. Stop making excuses why you're failing to keep my commandments, yet you want to jump on your knees and say you love me, but you won't keep my first commandment. And I ain't saying, again, I ain't saying we're, we're, we're not going to make no mistakes. We're we going to make mistakes. Grace comes so, uh, so we can grow. But I don't think he expects us to keep making those same mistakes over and over and over and over again. But if we do, we still have an advocate with God. But I think once you really get to a level of maturity, some things just have to cease.
but then but then the real barometer of how we how we love God is how we love other people, how we treat other people. Our real love for God is is seen in our relationships with people. You know, we say we love God, but we can't get along with nobody, Tammy. We say we love God. You know, we shout on I love God, and we are the most hard-to-get-along people with ever, most unforgiving, most hard-to-get-along-with, most argumentative, you know, most dogmatic. And, and Jesus puts the whole thing together. It says that love that you have translates in how you treat people because he said, because the guy asked, how can, what would he do to inherit eternal life? He says to love God. And, and then that because, because when I love God, it brings me into a place of me and myself, self-actualization. And then in that self-actualization, then in that same love that I have, that I've learned from God, begins to be lived out in how I treat people. Because truly, people will know if I know God by the way I treat people, and that's a that's the piece that's the piece where we where we drop the ball because, like I said, we shout and holler and dance on "I love the Lord," but I'm going to tell you that your love for God is is marginal at best if you can't get along with nobody. If you you how you relate with people, you know your your love for God, your love for God allows you and gives you the ability to have that same kind of agape love for people. You know what I mean, and uh, and then I wanted to say this one last thing, um, um, that that and like I said, we 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 don't want to go that far. We don't want to go all the way because the master teacher brought that brings that all the way. Like I said, we hear it the Old Testament, but then Jesus Christ Himself brings it all together. You know, to, to show us what He said. What's the most and actually is asked, what's the most important commandment in the Bible? And Jesus put them two passages together and said everything the prophets. And everything in the scriptures all all rest upon this foundation, loving God and loving people. And the thing about it, a lot of times I, was, I heard you also say this, Tammy. Um, you were talking about how people get together and we're looking for somebody to complete us. Well, what we what we what we got into, we done we done we done made the ministry of Teddy Pendergrass. We're looking for a fifty fifty love when it ain't nothing about fifty fifty. It's about one hundred percent, one hundred percent. One a one whole man getting together with one whole woman. See, we got half a folk looking for another half, and we never. But we need. I need to be able to be be at a point where I can be by myself and be okay by myself, Sammy. Some of us now, are saying, was, "I ain't gonna be okay until I find somebody else to love me." Well, guess that what? That reminds me of a book that I read, um, "God Chicks and the Men They Love," and it talked about you being a half person, even if you find a whole person, that still just equals one and a half. And in order Amen. for this work today in this world and this society number one you just gotta know that you know that you know god you gotta know where you stand you gotta know where you come from and where you are you gotta know that you have a relationship and you've been transformed and you can no longer do or be who you used to be and do what you used to do you gotta love your wife as christ has loved the church women we gotta submit to our husbands i mean that it it and and with with loving God, with your heart, soul, mind, strength, when you get to a point when you are growing and you're becoming Christ-like through that transformation, through the reading of your word, staying on your knees, and and practicing obedience and being convicted when you are out of God's will, knowing number one, knowing that you are.
But see, if you miss that foundation part, again, getting back to the house, if you build the house without the foundation, the house is no good. It's not going to stand. It's not going to last. You may have some, some, some consistent here and there gratification. You may feel up this day, but it will not last. It's not going to bring what unconditional love that steers from two whole people grounded in Christ. It, it's just yeah. not going to produce the power that that brings. Um, so that I wanted to get that half and half because again, so many people are not whole. They don't know who they are. They are looking uh, to be defined. They're looking to be shown love, but they are not able to give it. And when you're not able to give it, you don't know what it is, and you're not able to receive it. And, and Sister Tammy, you know it's interesting too because you know, as, 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 and I appreciate hearing a sister talking about being in submission. But but you know the good part about that is that it really requires again, like you said, two whole people understanding the same thing, because actually that scripture it sits on the on the shoulders of that the woman is submit in submission to a man who's fully submitted to God. So 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 when you sisters go out and find you a a half a dude, you know what I mean, who got who got a whole bunch of mess with him, who 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 really doesn't have a relationship with God like you do. So to be in submission to him, you actually setting yourself up for a life a lifetime of heartache because it, because the brother should be because because that scripture actually also goes in to talk about a man loving his wife like Christ loved the church. Well, you have no concept of how Christ loved the church until you have an idea of who Christ is and you have a relationship with him. So 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 the sister is many times is many times I find especially in our churches. And then we got sisters trying to do it to the best of their ability that they know how to, but this really is, is, is always set off and it doesn't really work because you got brothers who 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 know that scripture and use that scripture to their advantage, but the scripture is only is, is validated by a brother who's in full submission to God. That makes it really easy for the woman because when you got a brother who's in full submission to God. And he loving Christ, he loving her like Christ loved the church. That means the sister can't do no wrong anyway. That means everything that she does wrong is still okay. Everything, every mistake that she makes is still uh, not even an issue because because if he is the image of Christ in the house, then he is the, the perfect image of love. But the, but the bottom line is we usually end up with a half a situation there. We end up with a, a one person giving everything. Like many times, it's usually the sister and the brother who's just marginally there, you know, and not necessarily given, you know, the sister. The sister ends up shortchanged. Well, I think a lot of time also what we what we come to find out, um, it's probably been a while since you've been out on the dating scene, Pastor, because you've been married for quite some time. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> what we come to find out that's in, in, in the church setting, a lot of time you got a lot of brothers that want to take a vow of celibacy that's really trying to walk that thing 150% with God. And a lot of times, it go, again, it goes back to that first commandment that each individual have to have that strong love and relationship with God like never before. Because the Bible gives a, a clear indication when Eve got with Adam, Adam had somewhere to stay, Adam had a relationship with God, then Adam was a provider. Now, we can find that in the body of Christ, but what we have to do is to find that, that authentic, agape love individually for God, just right. for God alone. And I think a lot of times each individual finds themselves, or you could be in a place to where certain things 
may look a certain way, but till you examine that up close and personal, you really don't know what it is until you get up close and personal. And I believe it, it all goes back to that first commandment when when each individual master that, master that, really master that, tap into that, the rest of it become a cakewalk in a sense. Because everything else follows behind that. The love Amen. of God with all your heart, mind, and soul. That's everything. Not a little bit, not a look like, but that's everything. Amen. 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 And, and, and the only thing that I'm saying that if you look at it, that, that that what you said is absolutely correct. But again, we cannot we cannot move away from that. Christ Himself said, "Here's the most important two scriptures in the Bible." He said that. We can, we, he, he was asked the question, "What are the most important passages in the Bible?" And Jesus Christ, out of His own mouth, told us what the most important two were. He said it. So, and, you know, so, Pastor so, Harris, so, that can bring you right back to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, adding that scripture to, to that, we can close out the show. But, again, what people are not doing, we have, we've taken for granted the grace and the mercy and the love that God has for us. You know, you mentioned about it's good to hear a sister talk about being submissive. This is one sister, if you would have told me I would have been longing to, to be to be able to be submissive to someone, I wouldn't dare. I, I, if you'd asked me that a couple of years ago, I would have told you, you've got to be out of your mind to think. Mm. But but that's what that transformation, it wants you to walk. It, it, it gets you to a place where you want to walk in obedience. Do I do it daily? Absolutely not. Am I convicted on many days? Absolutely so. But I thank God that I've come to the point where I know to con- to consider and count it all joy because all things work to the good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So what I choose to focus on is the things that I have overcome rather than looking at where I still am in this particular situation because that's the, uh, uh, that's the enemy's attack on us. And the word also tells us that we need to keep our mind on those things that are pure good. So when I choose to keep my mind on the things that I've overcome, and even in your relationships, because I keep taking it back to relationships because at the end of the day, most all of us long for that person in our lives from the start, from the day we're born. We, 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 it, and I'm going to say this, guys, men, brothers, husbands, cousins who are men, you have no idea, you have no clue what role you play on the lives of the women in your lives, whether they're your sisters, your cousins who are women, you have no idea what you what role you play in their lives. But from, from the day that we're born, we long for that relationship with our fathers, with our mothers, with our cousins, with our uncles. And what we've allowed God to do is remove us so far from what we allow the enemy to do is remove us so far from that first commandment, that second commandment, that foundation. Because only through those things are we able and capable of becoming more Christ-like that allows us to love as Christ did, to be obedient and follow those commandments. That's the only way, the only way that you can be consistent and have that true joy and that, that peace that surpasses all in every area of your life. 
Well, I, I, I definitely, I, I definitely think this is this is a good, this is a good, this is a great conversation, and I think, I think this is really probably should um could could even go even further to um you know as as the listening audiences out there, you know I, I wonder how many of our you know young brothers or young sisters that are listening to the sound of my voice could go out and um practice that like like go out and and maybe ask the person that they're in a relationship with. To define, you know, what love is, you know, and 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 I would love to hear, and, and then, and I pray that for the most part, that that they would, that them and the person they were in a relationship with, come to an agreement, and, and you know, and find out, you know, how they can work together and see how that would change their relationship, and and then of course, you know, if they would even take the risk to go on and look at, um. Corinthians chapter 13, where it talks about love is kind and love is patient and, you know, love bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and love never fails. You know what I mean? You know, love does not rejoice. Love is not rude. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, like if we, if we look, if you look at that, because I know for the, per, for the person, you know, I've been, well, let's say I've been married for 12 years now um, to, to this woman that I, I have been, and that I'm with, and 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 we we started out right, brother Steve, and that was a wonderful thing because Lord knows, as you know, brother Steve, the relationship has had its challenges, and and if if it would not have been founded upon something right, and about right. the right. agreement that Jesus Christ was the key and love was the imperative, that it would, it would I I was sick of her and she was about sick of me too. I was saying I'm I married the wrong one. You know what I mean? And I'm sure she did the same thing. She married the wrong one. But because we made a decision to love each other, that it, it right, transcended right. the feel that we that we went back to the original thing that we agreed to at the beginning and we kept our commitment to love each other that way and our love stood the test of time and today we are better than we ever could imagine. And in fact, now we can sit and talk to other married couples and tell them what what real love can do. Amen. Amen. And, you know and, what, and, Harris, and, and, yes, and as you're saying, and I mean to interrupt you, but but I can bear witness to what you're saying, and and because I, I, I we was in ministry together, so I know your wife, okay. I know your family, I know your kids, so I know this ain't just a lot of fluff you're talking. That you actually lived it, you walked through it, and by and, and but only because of God's grace and mercy, because y'all had the foundation in the very beginning. That it's it's sustained and 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 God is blessed and ordained it, and I know even back then I'm gonna put myself on the altar right here. That's why tomorrow show the King and you coming, the the, the King and Queen coming clean. Um, I know as a single brother, I kind of went through some women, and I was single not on purpose, but because of whatever excuse I had at that moment. Was it wasn't good enough because it was it wasn't. That I wasn't submitted, but I didn't submit everything to God. You know, we want to say we want God to be the Lord of our lives, but the Lord of everything, the Lord of my flesh, the Lord of my thoughts, the Lord of my ideals, the Lord of my mm. money, the Lord of my relationship. But when we say that, I know back back in the time I know I was staying in Boston. I wasn't able to really complete that with a victory in a sense. I had some victory, but not total victory. You follow what I'm saying? For whatever reason, yeah, yeah. I allowed. I allowed me being single, raising my two daughters, to be some type of, okay, well, God, at least I'm raising my two daughters. I'm doing the main thing as a man, but I got to fornicate because I ain't strong enough. Whatever reason why, it wasn't still right is what I'm saying. So I'm saying now today, 
And what you're just saying about the foundation of family and how you and Donna start out, it, 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 it speaks to the longevity and how good God is and how God will sustain a marriage if you started out according to God's perfect plan and not our own perfect will. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's the only way to sustain. Because we don't pray together, cry together, ate at the Chinese restaurant together, and everything else. But at the same time, I I, I see I seen the integrity in your in, in your marriage and relationship, so I can really appreciate that. And that's why that's why tomorrow on, on the King and You, Kings and Queens coming clean. It's a lot of things that a lot of single brothers are doing, and and, and even single women and, and single single women, because you can find a lot of women in the church go to church every day faithfully, faithfully. Yeah. But they dropping it just as quick as a man dropping it. As a matter of fact, they ain't even bucking on it. They will leave the man. Um, listen, listen, yeah. listen. The devil yeah. will attack you and do everything he's big and bad enough to do. Somebody got to stand, though. Somebody Amen. has to stand. And that's what really tomorrow's show is about, when men and kings and queens coming clean and really standing for, for the righteousness of Christ, not looking righteous, not sounding righteous, not quoting a bunch of scriptures, not having on a shirt and tie, but living what the words say, and then walking the victory that comes with that. I, I, I think, I think, I think, I think tomorrow is going to be a, um, uh, a profound show. I think, I think somebody, somebody might, 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 might get a breakthrough tomorrow, brother Steve. Amen. Amen. Pastor Harris, are you going to be able to be on? I'm gonna a do while? everything I, I. I told, I told my brother. That I that, I, that I, I was I was gonna be a fly on the wall so I could so I could so I so I could uh so I could hear what the Lord's gonna do but he and I chatted earlier I'm gonna do every I I I, I would say uh, unless I'm dead or Jesus come back tomorrow you can expect me on tomorrow. Well, I want to encourage and if and if you all the listeners do um, ask women and men so grab your your friends, ladies, gentlemen, come back because you know we have to do better with keeping our families together. We have to do better with making the right choices so that people are not breaking up and kids are not being broken. We have too many there's nothing we can do about some of the families. It is what it is now. But what you can what we can do differently is if we we can we can live differently, love differently, live better, love better so that we can make better choices in choosing a mate because at the end of the day, it becomes about your choice to do life. That's what I like to call it, to do life with someone. I'm choosing to do life with you. Not saying there's not a hundred more people out there that you can make a choice to do life with, but it, it becomes about two whole people coming together to say, we're going to honor God through our marriage, through raising our children, through li- the way we live, the way we want our house that we are choosing to do life together and honor God. And the only way you can do that is, I'm bringing it right back to the word, the first and greatest commandment and the second. And then when you hear, when you think about the second greatest commandment, the love your neighbor, I remember hearing a friend and a pastor, a friend of mine, who said, you know, people get so caught up in the neighbor being across the street from you or next door to you, but It could be and should be the person that wakes up beside you. You should not treat anybody better than your wife. If you got a wife, nobody else should be your baby. Nobody else should be dog to you. Nobody else should get those kind words. Your wife, your husband comes first. 
We've got Amen. it. I hear people say even with their children. God doesn't say you become, the word doesn't say you become one with your children. You, it says you got to let them go because they got to go out and do honor God in their marriage. But with your spouse and with, with your wife or husband, it says you become one. It should be so that you're so one until when you go. I've heard people say when one spouse dies, that the, they know that the other one's not going to make it long because they were that connected. They were one. And that's how it. I feel that's how the world, the word intended it to be. That you should be so closely connected until if there's something wrong with you, I should know when you walk in the door. I should feel it before you get home. I should hear it in your voice on the phone. But that means spending time together. And and again, women being submissive to your husbands and and husbands loving your wives as Christ have loved the church. But you got to love. You got to know how Christ loved the church. Right, right, right. You got to understand right. that. What what took place, and understand that grace and that mercy, and until you are transformed and renewed and you are no longer conformed to this world, that you are a spiritual being in this world just, just trying to get through this worldly world, not trying but getting through it with, with God. Right, and until, right. for me, until I start to experience God, those days I didn't like myself. Mm. Right, right. So... And, and a man really have to be submitted to God. It, 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 it can't be no halfway submitted, look like submitted. It got, a man really have to be submitted to God. That, that's the first and foremost. A man really have to be submitted to God in every aspect of his life, from his finances to his relationships to his attitude to his worship. Everything about that man has to be submitted to God wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. And if a man is really real, if he really submitted to God, it's some things he's going to say no to. It's some things he's going to turn away from. It's some things he's going to turn down because of why. You know, it, it's no better way. There's no better life. There's no better blessing than doing it God's way. The world got a lot of stuff to offer you. And sometimes money, cars, things, and clothes, and, and houses, all those things make you think you're really running the show. And I know I kind of got caught up for a minute myself. And, and, and in that, it makes you think you're running the show. You're the man. That don't make you the man. The Bible says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things in which he possess. So my Amen. possession of whatever does not make me a man. That don't make me have life. What makes me have life is my, 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 my submissiveness to God and God's will and follow sequence with what the Word says and what the Word says. And I, and I believe tomorrow... Dealing with men, I mean, like again, I'm saying I'm going out on the altar, but until man is totally submitted, every area in his life, physical, his flesh, his mind, his thought, his money, his whatever in that man's life, until it's all submitted to God, he is absolutely no good for no woman at all. And women hear that. So as you at are all. choosing, as you are making your choice, you need to think about that because I think Pastor Harris said one of you said you are setting if you if you're going outside of that you're setting yourself. I think that was you, Pastor Harris, talking about being submissive to to a man who who is not of God and 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 women going into it knowing that you can't expect what the, what you can't expect it to work. You just cannot right, right. at all. Yeah. And, and and I feel like you're saying that about men. Same for women because Absolutely. we're quiet, but women women. I hate to say it here, but 
we do we do it better. All the, we we just have a way of doing it better and hiding it. Oh, okay, okay. So, absolutely. So really, absolutely. I mean, you guys get it because you just really don't know how to do it. See, I mean, serious. I'm just keeping it real. By the time a man finds out what his woman doing, she like I ain't doing it, and she's right because she ain't doing it anymore. It's she over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> I did. I'm through. Now I can tell you, I'm but, not doing it. But see, we so slick and good with what we do, and I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. Right. Right. Um, y'all are a little bit too messy with yours. You don't know messy. how to do. It. <laughs> right. Right. We, we, you know, you bring it home and we leave it out. We cover it up. We know how to do it. I mean, I'm just being keeping it real. So come on, come even, on, come on, Sister Tammy, help me, help, help us out, help me and Steve out. <laughs> Because y'all really do think y'all run the show, but at the end of the day, you you run it, but not in that. The women, we y'all get the heat for a lot more than a lot more than we do. Right, right. The women that. doing just as much. Women are doing They're just, just as much. They're just a little more discreet and more and, and more tactful with it. Very much so. Yeah. Very much more tactful. Right, right. And and, so, and and at the end of the day, for 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 those two entities that come together, that the bottom line that kings and queens have to come really clean and be done with the the, 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 the wayward lifestyle or to look like God, the form of godliness, and say, you know what, God, I made a mess. I've been a mess. This is my mess. I am now, a God, mess. I am a mess, <laughs> and, I, and I need to go forward, God. Right, right. And, 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 and we don't want to fool ourselves thinking, I'm going to go forward, but I'm going to have all this iniquity that's hidden. The church don't see it. The pastor don't see it. She don't see it, but God see it. And I want God to bless me openly, and I'm doing some dirt behind the closed door, sneaking and texting. You know, I'm, my name's Jim Bean, or Jim somebody on a social network with another address and another email, and I'm slick willy with it. God says, look, put all that on the altar, shut all that down. If you want me to really bless you, come Amen. clean. Amen. Just come Amen. all the way clean with it. Amen. Come all the way clean with it. And what happens is... When when kings and queens do not come clean, they make a wreck of each other's lives. And not only each other, but you think about the children that we bring into this world that have to, they have to go through this process. I mean, they have to go through a process of seeing, I, I mean, I, I, I've seen it. I've seen kids just broken, broken right, down right. because two people, I mean, they could be people so deep bedded in the church, both of them, but at the at the drop of divorce, their kids feel like they absolutely hate each other, and they do. I mean, they they and and how can your kids look at you're my one plus one, so I'm 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 you and I'm you. So if you two hate each other, where do I fit in? Where am I in all this? Who am I in all this? So not only are we affecting our own lives personally, and 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 I want to read the the verse that Steve gave us a little bit earlier. And I'll end with that. But I want you to realize this is not just about you. This is not just about you and a man. This is about your relationship, number one, and first and foremost, with the with your creator, with the Heavenly Father. Until you get the love for God right, you ain't gonna, I'm gonna say, ain't going to never know how to love yourself or anybody else, your neighbor, your husband, your wife, even the way I feel like, I've become a better mother since right. since growing more in Christ. I used Amen. to be all over Brandon. Now I know how to let it go and say, you know what? God God let me borrow you. You don't even belong to me. Amen. 
so it, it it really does shape your life, and, and you start to live to bring glory to the kingdom, to God and his word. You're no longer seeking satisfaction for yourself. You don't, You no longer need somebody to see you in this car, that car. I went to a, a presentation, and all I kept hearing the guy say was, you know, you can get this BMW, and I was sitting there thinking, I, you know what, I don't care nothing about no BMW or nothing else. I don't want a BMW. I don't want to sell this mess because all I really want people to know is about God who changed my life, who is changing my life every day. Amen. I don't need them to see a BMW pull up. Amen. Don't don't even want a BMW. That's just like a coach bag or whatever else they got. I don't I don't even want one to but don't buy me one for a gift cuz I don't want to be associated. I want you to see me and see God. Amen. Amen, Amen sir. So, I want to read this and we're past Harris. I don't know if you have to go, but if you do um, let, let, let me let me let me let me give it to you. let me give on the other side as as a brother who is married, all right, and brother who's been through like as brother Steve said that has been through. Um, I was um. I was uh. I I was quiet for a minute because I actually I was uh, it was a moment of of deep emotion because um. Uh, Steve reminded me of something uh, because we do have a relationship and um. And and I, and I and I and I and there was a moment of gratitude, um, and, um, and 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 I and I and I and for those who are out there, and I don't I don't you know for for me this is not uh, I don't do this for fun. I'm doing this because um, because this is this is commanded by God, and and this is my passion to do, and. Um, but I but I know that what we're talking about, Brother Steve, is, is something that will change somebody's life if they let it. It will it'll change their life. It'll it'll change. It it will it will make a bad man want to do right. It it'll 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 it'll, it'll, it'll change. Um, it, it will create an atmosphere in your home that you know that it that you know that the the glory of God is in your home and in your life. Um, and I say that because after a while, if you for those out there that are listening, the single persons and those that are in relationships, that they would take the risk to, to try some of these things that we're talking about right now and pray about and let God be God of their life and let God be the be the to be the source of their strength and the center of their joy, then you'll find that you you that that I I, I can say that I, I make a, I'm a good husband but I'm still not Jesus, and and I, I can make a I'm a good pastor, and I'm still not Jesus. So I reckon, and Donna is a good wife, but I remember as long as I got God as God, like that first commandment that you're talking about, brother Steve, my love for God and my relationship with God, like that first that first step you were talking about, Steve, that sure. that in, in her failure or my failure or my shortcomings or her shortcomings because of this love I have for God and because of His love that translates into my life. And because I have a relationship with him, did that relationship right. transcend any other relationship? If I have a relationship with him, Brother Steve, um, any other relationship in my life, I ain't got no God will give me the grace to, to work with anything else. If I got a relationship yeah. with God, 
That release if I got with God, that means I can talk to him. I can tell him my shortcomings. I can tell him when I'm struggling. I can tell him what I'm feeling. I can tell him when I'm scared. I can tell him when I'm feeling lustful. I can tell him when I'm feeling like I'm betrayed or I'm angry or I'm frustrated. But I can talk to him, and he'll make everything in me right, and then I can go back and have the relationship with my wife and my children that I'm supposed to have. But it's God that make, gives me the ability to do everything else. Everything, every My source and my resource, Brother Steve, is God. Right, right. God. And then, and then once I got that, that if I got God as my source and my resource, Tammy, now I can be the husband, the friend, the lover, the father, the person, the brother. I mean, I can be all of them things, but it all, like it says, Steve, it does boil down to that very first, that very first commandment about my relationship with God. And I wanted to say this too for those who who are out there, that um, when if you if you go through these steps. And you practice these steps every day in your relationship with yourself first, and then the person that you that you're in love with, that you've committed to be in love with. Then all of a sudden, that you don't have to you don't have to worry about you anymore, Tammy, because you know what? Your whole life will be enthralled in pleasing your 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 husband, and his whole life will be enthralled in pleasing you. You won't have to worry about you no more. Well, while you out at work thinking about you know what I'm gonna do for the day, and thinking about what my what you know what we're gonna eat when we get home, and what we're gonna do. He'll be thinking the same thing about you. I wonder what she needs. I wonder what she wants. I wonder what she. I wonder. I wonder what, what you know. What, what can I? You know what I mean? Like like all of a sudden you you can lose yourself because all of our life as single people, brother Steve, is all about me. It's all about right. me. What I'm gonna get? How I'm gonna get out? You know, I I was I I used to keep score, Steve. I would keep score. Nobody's gonna come out on better than me in a relationship. I'm gonna make sure right. I come out on. Take me if I take you to the movies. You're gonna take me to a play. If I, if I buy you a shirt, you're gonna buy me a suit. You know what I mean, I was always right. keeping score, right. but once you fall in love, then you it, 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 there is no score. It's because exactly. my whole my whole life that my is is now now we in a love contest. Who can out love each other? Yeah, who so. can out you know love? Love becomes a barometer of success. How much can I show her my love, and she's trying to out love me too at the same time? And when you got two people trying to out love each other, then man, ain't nothing ain't nothing better than that, Sister Tammy. Yes, sir. <laughs> and that's what and nothing better than that. Oh. When, 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 listen, see, when there's a love contest, how you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I would love you today, and she'd be like, "No, you're not," because I'm I would love you today. You know what I mean? Guess what? That's the best competition to ever have. That's you right. Know, when that's that right. when and when that when that love is centered around Christ and and yes. comes from Christ, then 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 yes. that relationship will um will be a relationship that, that you can write a book about. It's something, something that that nothing that the enemy could do to tear it apart because it's, it because it's because God is the source of it and God is the resource of it and so it it, it cannot fail. That's right. That's right. Amen. And for those who who I really hope that for our people who are listening who are single um, or even married that it helps. Number one, for you single people to, to, again, do better about your choices. Do better about your relationship with God because once that happens, I mean, it, it's your foundation. And take a look into your future. Imagine yourself. For me, I I can hardly wait. I mean, I can wait. But the joy of seeing Brandon and and his wife that I hope he'll have forever once, whenever he gets to that point ride up to drop my grandkids off and then for my grandkids, for Brandon to be able to see his grandkids along with his wife. I mean, 
for me, that 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 part is gone of being having someone to share it with who who can remember and look at me and say, "Hey, Brandy used to do the same thing." But the joy of seeing families come back and come back and come back where they don't have to share Christmases and Thanksgivings. Now kids are split. They have to go here for Thanksgiving or here on Christmas Eve and here on Christmas Day. I mean, imagine that life. So you're right. not just hurting yourself. And even Pastor Harris spoke earlier about loving um, the, 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 a mother's love, or if we can just say a parent's love. If you really look at how parents are, are loving their children today, the action that they're putting behind that word love, it makes me wonder, do you really love your child? Right, And right. we're to a point where you Amen. have a question if a mother when you got a question if a mother loves his her child and a father, you know, we're in bad shape. Because again, I, I, I will be ran over two, three times by the same truck. I would say, Come on with it again for my child. But when so when when you get to a point where you're questioning it and you see young people, you know the young people have to be questioning it as well. Right, right. So what is love? How do you define love? And are we loving? Is it really love that you are putting out? Because, see, while you waiting to be shown love, you we got to show love. And so it's like you say, Pastor Harris, you keeping score. I've been there, done that too. Well, when you get to a place where you know you, you keeping score, you, you're not keeping score with someone else, you are trying to score. You're working to score and, and bring glory to that kingdom, to, to your godly living. You're working to become better, do better, live better, love better. Like Steve said, in every area, in your finances, in the way you love, in the way you go to work. You know, you've heard the saying, if you sweep the streets, sweep them as you are bringing glory to God. Right, 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 right. And whatever you do. Amen, amen. So um, I want to... Anything, Pastor Harris? If not, I'm, if you don't have anything, no, I no, no, no. I, I, I've been blessed, and I just thank y'all for letting me be a part of this uh, this meeting. Thank you, Brother Steve. Please bless you, bless Harris, you, Reverend. Hello. Johnson. Amen. Tell Sister Harris we said hello. I sure will. I sure will. Okay. Amen. God bless you, Pastor. Bless, bless you, bless you, Reverend. Um, I want to. I'm going to end with this with the scripture that uh, Steve shared with us from Deuteronomy earlier. But I want to, before doing that, I want to share, I heard a sermon being preached by Pastor Hagee, and it was the young Pastor Hagee, so I don't know if it's Hagee Jr., but it was the young one, not not the older one. And um, he mentioned that, for instance, let's look at the way that we talk about, we all talk about prayer being taken out of school and so many other things. But what his sermon said was, you know, we worry about and we talk about prayer not being in school, but we don't have prayer in our homes. We talk about Bible study and prayer night not being in church, but we don't have them in our homes. So if you're not studying the Word of God with your children or you're not studying the Word of God for yourself, if you're not praying to God, if you're not praying with God, with your children, if your children don't see you reading your Bible and praying and then see you living it, then who are we to talk about it not being in the school? Who are we to talk about it not being in the church? Because if everyone, if it started in our households, if it started in our households, then it would we it would be in our schools because our kids are in our schools, the teachers are in our schools. So if the teachers were praying and reading the Word at home, 
if the children saw you doing it, living it, then we become we are the church. We become the church. Now we take that into the church, we take that into the schools, we take that out into the world. So is it really love? And I asked that I I I really didn't know where I was going to go with that. That really was just the eye catcher, eye candy for you guys to tune in. But as I finish tonight, then is it really love? Do you really love God? And if you do, are you really being obedient? Are you really seeking God? Are you really seeking the kingdom of God and the righteousness? Are you? Is it really love? That's where it starts. And I'm going to end. The lines are open, so... I'm ending it here. If you guys have something to share, please feel free. But I want to read this verse again. And, again, it comes from Deuteronomy 6, uh, 15, is it 15? 64, look like. Okay, 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord of God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. In your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Diligently. Diligently. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gate. That's, that's a lot. That's why I wanted to share that because that's kind of saying the same thing that I heard, and I, I just remember being, wow, you're right. Who are we to talk about what's not at school and the church when it's not in our home? Right, right, right. When it's not in our lives, when we're not doing it. Amen, sis. Amen. So, you know, Pastor Harris, I know you, you, you come at it twice a day, you know, with the prayer mm-hmm. line. Amen. So just think about that. So is it really love that you have for your creator? Is it really love? And if it is, how are you doing with it? Are you keeping score? Do you think God's keeping score? Are you are you trying to love and, and become Christ-like? Are you loving better, living better? Do you see change in your life? Victory. Right. Are you being delivered? Are you, are you establishing the peace that surpasses all? Because that's that's a sign of you becoming that person that Pastor Harris told that one whole complete person. Yes. And when yes. you're one and you're whole and you're happy, you 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 can figure out and kind of de- you you just can detect. It's like your spiritual alarm go off in your in your soul and your spirit that hey, listen to it. Something's not right. That's right. That's right. That's yes, right. Lord. That's right. And, and, you, and you know what? When, when you when you really submit it, and that, that's why I think God. We we, we have to uh, when a woman of God and a man of God is truly submitted, you can see the submission. You ain't got to tell me about it. I can see the submission. It ain't it ain't because you quote a hundred thousand scriptures. It ain't because you go to church every Sunday. It's in a submission, and through the spirit realm, God will reveal Himself. You can see that. You can see that, and I think until we get to that place, and I, and, and I'm, I'm preaching to me until we get to that place, to where every aspect of our lives are submitted to God, that He's Lord over everything, not five things and the, and, and the other three things we in control of it, 
but everything in your life where God is truly the Lord in your life. And, and, and that's why, again, I want to just interject that tomorrow when kings and queens come clean, what has happened is we got a, we, we got a nation of people, a group of people marrying for all the wrong reasons. They lusting for all the wrong reasons. They're together because somebody told them they need to be together because they look good together. And most of them have jumped in the bed with each other first and never really got to know who they got in the bed with. So now they got hooked on the sex, hooked on the feeling, hooked on the emotion, and that's all they got hooked on. And, and it defines, def- they have allowed it having someone or being married as defining who they are. Exactly. If you're not married, if you don't have a man, even now you have young girls because they don't have a boyfriend at the age of 14 or 13, they think, well, I'm ugly. Well, nobody likes right. me. Well, they right. have, you're talking about at 13 and 14. Where do you, where do the young girls go from there? If you already think at 13 and 14 if because someone, some guy does not like you, then that makes you not so good, or you need to work on this or work on that, or you're ugly. And and they think this. Right, They right. really are. Our young girls and our young men are going through it. And that's why it is so important that we do come clean. Because we walk around here trying to hide it, and, and just about everybody is having the same emotions, the same feelings, and going through the same thing. Well, guess what? Coming clean is half the battle because you're saying, saying this is no longer hidden. Exactly. We got this out, and now we're going to deal with it so that mothers and fathers can stay together and raise their children. That's right. And love right. or let their children see them loving one another, I being mean, committed to one another, exactly, being honest exactly. with one another, trying to beat each other, in, like Pastor Harris said, in loving one another. Right, right, right. In but, a couple of weeks, I'm going to have a show with, with two families. I know one. I'm still working on the other one. But two families who have stuffed this thing out. Not had a perfect marriage, but they are they are seeing their kids go off to college and come right. back with their grandkids. They're able to babysit their grandkids. They're able to spend the holidays together. They're waiting to see their grandkids have kids. And that, that's Amen. what I want you to really think about, the joy in that. That's right. What you what you're messing this up for over some pettiness over you didn't take out the trash, you didn't wash the dishes, you didn't wa- you didn't wash my shirt. You didn't do this, you didn't do that. Come on, you're talking about a lifetime here. Memories, babies, families, love. You're talking about something that you cannot replace easily. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And you, and, you, and you know what just just even saying that just it brings to my mind that 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 I think the Bible teaches about the older generation, such as ourselves, should live a lifestyle to be able to um, 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 teach the younger generation. And, and there's so many things that I know now and which I have known back then that the times, you know, being sexually active without being married, not even knowing who God is and making these babies, and you got baby mamas, and you got all this stuff going on to where it's just a big mess sometimes. And then, then if you don't understand it, then how how can we how can we change a generation when the older generation continues to do the exact same thing? When you got the the, the 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 older mothers trying to go with the daughter's boyfriend, or you got the older brothers dressing like they twenty years old, still sagging, and I'm talking about just just no no real real order, no real understanding of God, and we you know the TVs on on, on more reality shows and. More men sitting out in front of basketball games. And I'm not saying it's a sin to watch basketball games, but it's so wrong. If you know more about LeBron James than you do Joshua in the book of Joshua. 
So wrong <laughs> you can't teach your kids about the word of God, but you can tell them about Tiger Woods. Something wrong with you know more about T.I. and 50 Cent than you do you know more about Ananias and Sapphire. Something wrong. And yet we expect these kids to walk a life and walk in victory when we don't have it. Not we don't have it. If if you know more about we said LeBron James, LeBron James, you know when they, they call him King on, James, you know how you know how many how many shots he's made right. in his career, but you don't know what your child made on the report card last. Oh, the SAT. You don't know that he has football practice or he has reading. You you you, oh, you, know how, you don't know, but you don't know his teacher's name. Exactly, exactly. You may not even know what time he get out of school, what time he go to lunch. Exactly. What, what school he go to. What grade he fell in. <laughs> I mean, really. But you can but tell me how many free throws LeBron James right. would hit. Exactly. You can tell me how many Amen. free throws. See, something wrong with that picture. We don't got so into being entertained instead of being... It's exactly. You know, from the iPad to the iPod to the tablet to the um the DS game, everything else is going on in the home other than the Word of God. And I, and I just thank God that tomorrow, men, kings, queens, we have to come clean in so many areas of our lives. And I know I'm putting myself on the altar. Ain't no shame in the game. I'm exposing, uh, exposing the truth, expose the devil. And let God be glorified, because it's, it's the hidden sins which, which they, they, they define in the Bible as iniquity. Well, we, we look saved, we look righteous, we walk righteous, we got on a nice suit and tie, we drive a nice car, live in a nice house, got the yard teller, but our insides is tore up full of dead men bones, and our children suffer, our next-door neighbors suffer, our co-workers suffer. The people that surround us in our proximity, they're suffering because we're hiding our own pain. When we go to church, we're all actors. Oh, come on, we are acting. We can, be, we can get Hollywood nominated because of how we act in the church. And I think it's time that we come clean and say, Lord, Amen. I'm tired of living a double life. I'm tired of fornicating and not amending. God, I'm, I'm struggling in that area. God, I'm tired of the things I'm doing in the dark. Because, listen, when you're doing it in the dark, even if you're with somebody, you stay your significant other, you really can't give them the fullness of you because your mind is preoccupied. It's preoccupied. So I just, I just think it really has to go back to, and, and we, I think the church has to do a restudy on the love the Lord your God with all your heart. What that look like? How many yeah. of us are still in love with God? Can't wait till the church doors open up. Can't read enough of the word. Matter of fact, can't go to sleep until we read the word. The TV is on the word. The radio is on the word. Remember when we used to have that fire for God like that? I want to know Come more on. about God. And every time we read a scripture, there's a revelation. How many of us are really loving God with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole soul? Because until we master that, I can't love no woman. Oh, I can act like I love one. And a woman can't love no man. She can act like she love one. And guess what? When we get through acting like it, now we got to do it. We got to show it in a physical format because our act don't went as far as it can go because it's only an act. Right. But how do we love the Lord thy God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul? You first got to come clean. God, I'm a big old mess. I'm a big, great, a big, great mess. <laughs> you know, if we all would admit it, I, I heard um, 
a pa- well, not pastor, but the person who's running for mayor, and he said if we would all be honest, we'd all say we all just a big old bundle of mess. And we are. Yeah. We on our best day. On our best day. On our best are. day, now. We are. But but the allowing the the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God changes your heart. Yes. And when your heart changes, your mind changes, your thought changes, your life changes, the people around you begin to change because they be like, what's going on? They talk to you and they hear the joy. You yes, ain't broken. Yes. You know, sometimes we just got to get real with it and remember what God said. The, the battle ain't ours. He said he'll make our enemies. Well, he'll sit them. He'll prepare a place before us. With our enemies, he orders ourselves. So what, why are we running around worrying about anything? But the, the lady at the well, she said it best. It, it, it don't take you all day to change. All you need is an encounter. Well, what encounter? An encounter with God. An encounter with the truth. An encounter with who you really are. An encounter with what you really need to be doing. Jesus met the lady at the well. The lady came to the well. Pastor Harry, you know, you know the story. Like, I know the story. Like, we know the story. This woman was very promiscuous, had them been sleeping around. Matter of fact, she was sleeping with guys who weren't even her husband. But she had one authentic encounter with the truth. You know what? Because when you're in sin, let's be honest. How many have you had? Stop there. Just, just make, not you, but saying <laughs> to the people. Not you. Are you what I mean? <laughs> I mean, because it's for me, if I think about, I got to a point in my life where I felt like God was saying, do we got to do this again? Do I show you again? Do you exactly. need another sign? I mean, I've been laid at the well so many times. God probably like, I'm going to have to just drown you. I'm going to have to just drown exactly, you and bring exactly. you back to life for you to get it. So right. for the for our listeners, how many encounters have you had? And if you think about those en- encounters, is it really love? Right, right. I bring it right back to the question. Encounter after encounter after encounter. How many more do we really need? Until we meet that until we meet Christ. And if we be all be honest with Tammy and Pastor Harris, sin don't feel good. It, if you ever really been touched by God, in Hebrews, I think, chapter no. 6 speaks of it, no. it don't feel good. No. You Listen, it only feel good for a season. But if we all be honest, you ain't happy, you sneaking around, you don't feel so good after the fact, and at the end of the day, you really lowered your standard. You yeah. lose yourself. It don't feel good. But the lady at the well had an encounter mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ. In that encounter... The Bible says she went back and got a whole entire city. What if, listen, listen, listen. What if we have an encounter with Jesus, a real encounter, and then go back and get the city? And we can break that city down. The people that's in our lives, we have a real encounter. They know what we were. They know how we was rolling, know what we was doing. What if we have an encounter, a real encounter, come clean with God and go back and get the city? What would that make so many people lie? So many people are so busy hiding and trying to keep up with reality TV and trying to dress like the Joneses. Now, there ain't nothing wrong with nice stuff, but it's something wrong if the nice stuff defines you. It defines who you are, and without it, you have no personality. Without it, you don't have no joy. Without it, you don't have no peace. And the only peace you get is with stuff and not with God. We need to have an encounter and come clean. The lady at the wheel had an encounter. She came clean. Bottom line. Bottom line. 
It's just time to come clean. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I think we can end it right there, and I do want to just thank you all for, I know we've been trying to end it for the last hour, but thank you all for hanging (laughs) in with us, and I have neglected the chat. Okay, we're good there. I want to remind you about tomorrow's show, uh, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, 9 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Steve is going to be hosting Kings and Queens Coming Clean or Come Clean. I'm going to be on this one tomorrow. I'm going to just kind of sit in and and be a listener as well like you are. So please go out, tell your brothers, your sisters, bring your wives, bring your husbands, bring your girlfriend, girlfriend, not girlfriends, men, women, bring your boyfriend or whatever. but just share the show. What Living I'm saying, Paul, Napuka, now. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, just be, <laughs> I mean, be honest about it. It's a, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of people in a lot of situations. Right. You have a lot of people still shacking up. They don't understand the dynamics. As a matter of fact, they ain't shacking up. They roommates now. It ain't a shack up situation. They just roommates because they tolerate some stuff. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think we all want to yeah. just get it right. 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 That we we don't really know how to get it right, and we 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 don't know how to go to the church because seems like we go to the church, you may be judged. But at the at the end of the day, if you just want to get it right as a man, listen. I know I'm going on the altar tomorrow. I know I know I'm gonna be on the altar tomorrow. I'm coming clean with my stuff, what God done showed me, what God delivered me from, what God brought me out. And I I made a lot of mistakes. I've been through some relationships. I'm talking about good women. I ain't talking about no bad women. I ain't talking about no. I'm just talking about some good women in the church and still yet made a lot a plethora of different mistakes. And tomorrow we want to come clean, come correct, and God purge my heart, purge my mind. And there's some people in some situations. Whether you're shacking up, living together, boyfriend, girlfriend, divorcee, separated, whatever. Amen. It's just about coming clean tomorrow. Amen. Amen. You know, you said, and I really am going to end it after this. You said about. Um... <laughs> really? <laughs> right. Thank about you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Coming clean and doing right. You know, God just, just put in my spirit people, we follow what's popular. Exactly. So, what that tells you. To, to be to cheat, to do what's wrong, to, to sag, that's popular. So what if more people were loving God with all their strength, heart, soul, and mind? What if our children were able to see us see going to church, reading our word, praying? What if that was popular? The norm. How would it change this world? Dress. But see, we, we sitting back, we, we just, we too quiet for me. Right, right, we right. We be quiet. If church ain't going on, if if Bible study and prayer is not going on, going on in the church that you are a member of attending every Sunday, then it should be enough people in there that are praying at home, reading their Bible at home to be, uh-uh, Pastor, we got we got people out there. We need to be coming together as a body of Christ, right. praying, right, studying our word together. I'm not talking about small groups here and there. No, we need to be the body of Christ. At least, if it's not once a week, we should come together once a month. And then go knock Testimony, on, prayer, knock on door. Going, right. But see, all that, that's going to get you out. Your life, right. sometimes you you just go to the grocery store and you become the church. You are right. the church. Right. You right. are the ministry. But it's not popular. Exactly. It's just quiet. Exactly. It's just quiet. Exactly. So is it really love? And I'm talking mm. about the love mm. you have for God. 
Is it really love? If so, how are you loving God? How how you how do you think you're doing on that? If 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 you if you ask God, do you think I love you? Because you know you've asked some men and women that question. Women, you've asked the man, do, do you do you love me or do do you think I love you? Well, if you had if you asked God that tonight, what would you what would you think God would say? That's a good question. Amen. So. Please join us tomorrow, 8 o'clock, Central Time, 9 Eastern. Same number, call in, 818-691-7406. Uh, you can also listen online. Um, it's our, it's our, the, the show is already posted on Blog Talk. We're going to blast it on Facebook tonight. Please, when you see that, please share it and invite your friends as well. You can do that. So if you have an event and someone sends it to you, you can actually create an event from that and share it with all of your friends as well. And that's another sign of growing as well. You know, I used to I used to want what I wanted, and I wanted it only for me. I've gotten to a point where everything I, I get, every piece of knowledge, every thing God gives me, I'm like, oh, I got to get that out. I want somebody else to see this. I want somebody else to be blessed by that. And, I mean, it's starting to be in every area, every yes, area, yes, even yes. the smallest little things. So change is happening, and, and that change needs to become popular. So That's right. join us tomorrow. It's gonna be reality. It's right. gonna be a reality. It's gonna be a real <laughs> live reality conversation tomorrow. It's gonna be just. It's just gonna be reality where where we are as a church, as as a body of believers and non-believers, just as people, as men, as individuals, as humans. Where are we at? Right. Right. And then to come clean with our lifestyle. To my even the best of the best. Just we want to come clean. And be right before God. Right. Just, Lord, just line my stuff up. I'm, I'm going to dump it all out. The Bible says, and I'm done, I'm, I'm done. Um, come unto me, all ye who are heavily laden, heavily burdened, learn of me. Take up my yoke, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's a clarion call. Come unto me, all ye. It didn't say what kind of credit you got, what kind of car you drive, where you live, what you're doing, what you caught up in. If you have it. If you heavy, if you tired, if you done with it, if you want change, come on to me. Not clear over the one eight hundred psychic hotline. Not to go play some scratch off tickets. Come on now, I'm just giving one hundred. Not to the club. Not, not DJ, because <laughs> you know DJ DJ will do what he do, and not Tracy, cause Tracy will do what she do. But come on to me. Which is Christ. Jesus saying, Come on. It don't even matter who you are, what you've done, how long you've been doing it. Come unto me. And tomorrow is a clarion call for every man, every woman, kings and queens. It is time to come clean. Single brother, there's a way you have to live single. And, and, and is it easy? No. Is it easy? No. I can say that a hundred thousand times. Just don't have a little money. Don't have your own place to stay, your own car to drive, and you you only responsible for you. What's the challenge? How how do you date women in the church? When do you say no? What's inappropriate? What's too long? What's too far? What's not God? Tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to tell him that kings and queens come clean is tomorrow. <laughs> 
Isn't it good to not be able to be quiet about the Lord? You know, we've been trying to get off and hang up for quite a while here, but praise to God because that means we're excited about the Word of God and and what the Word of God does in our lives. So um, please, I hope somebody receives this, but there is someone out there that knows a couple, I know it, that is going through it. There's probably a number of them, but I feel like for those of you who are still on with us, um, have some couples a couple that you know tune in because I feel like there's a lot of people that are about to walk away from so much. And it's not really, you guys, because they don't love each other. It's just that we don't know how to love. Right, We don't know how to experience and give and receive love. So if you know someone who is struggling with their marriage, who's going through some things, invite them to listen in to the show tomorrow. And, uh and just come clean with one another. They can come clean after the show, you know, and just really pour it out and then start from that night. So without further ado, we're going to bring it to a close. Um, for those of you who are listening, I, I have not been sending out the texts to the show because I lost all of my contact numbers. So for those of you who who are used to getting reminders, please text me your number and say this is whoever because I have uh, very few um contacts left in my phone. I was able to get some of them just through some some texts. But if you're listening and I had your numbers or number, please text me and say this is whomever and this is my number so that I can re-log you in my phone. And hopefully I'll have that straight straightened out um, this time. This is about the fifth time around that I've lost my contact. So please send those to me and I'll get back on sending the texts out for the show. Great show tonight. Hope we're all going to love a little better tonight. Start tonight because tomorrow is not promised. It's been a pleasure uh, spending this Monday night with you all, and I leave you with Is It Really Love until tomorrow night. Again, same time, same number, uh, and same um, same uh, Butterfly Evolution line. So just call us in and, and ask your questions or listen in tomorrow. Thank you, and have a great night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.